Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the People's Choice Podcast. And for the new listeners or viewers, depending on how you're watching this, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I am. I have two members of Marlins Mirror. I'm excited to have them here. I'm here with Braxton and Robert, two amazing, talented musicians, one coming from Italy, one coming from Oklahoma. It's truly amazing, truly an honor to have you guys. So let me give you guys a clap and welcome to People's Choice Podcast. Ah, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So before we, we dive into, I always like to just get like a filler, like, you know, <laughs> warmer type question. So I always act, you know, where you're from and what do you love about there? So whichever one you guys want to go first, you where you're from and what, what you love about there. Uh, well, I'm out here in Oklahoma. It's um, I love it out here because it's nice and quiet. Um, you know, uh, I can be myself out here and I can scream into the microphone and nobody really cares. Um, you know, it can be three 30 in the morning. I have an idea and it's not a problem, you know, to, to nail it down. Um, so it's quaint living out here. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I'll boot it on over to Robert. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm from Mississippi originally. I'm from Picayune, Mississippi, but I haven't been there since I was 10. Uh, what I like about Mississippi is the laid back, quiet nature. I like uh, farming. I like uh, animals and all that. <clears throat> but as you said, I'm currently living in Italy right now. And unlike Braxton, I can't even have my fan on in the bedroom without the neighbors calling the cops on me. Wow. And so, uh, <laughs> a little bit different here. Um, I'm here for my wife, but I'm also here to compose music Um it's nice here, but I am going back to America in a few months. Uh, but but for me, I've lived I've lived everywhere. I lived in Korea. I lived in the Philippines, California. So uh, I kind of move around. I don't really attach myself to a place. Constantly constantly moving forward. Well, I understand that. And I, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't you in the uh, military as well, right, Robert? Yeah, I was in the army for six years. Yep. Yeah, I remember when you commented on the uh, interview I did with Sean Jackson. Shout to you, Sean, if you see this. And I remember you mentioned that you uh, did some time in the service, too. So, well, Braxton so. was also in the military, and so is oh, wow. our other guitarist and so and our manager. Everyone's pretty much been in the military. Actually, both guitarists have been in the military. So. Wow, that is awesome. Small world, right? Because <laughs> you guys yeah. are different parts of the world. You come together and find out you all serve. That's awesome. I think there's only one person in the band. I think it's the drummer who wasn't in the military. Everyone else was. Yeah, and if you want to uh, give a shout out to the rest of the members, I, I know there's uh, quite a few of you guys. We only got two of you guys right here. 
Yeah, I'd love to give uh, our friend BJ a, a lovely, I think Braxton will know this, Marla Mira, welcome. Oh, Marla Mira. <laughs> <laughs> he can punch me later. But no, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no we, have, we have James Doyle in the band. He goes by JD. We have uh, BJ Hendricks in the band. He goes by just Beej or BJ. Uh, I would let Braxton introduce uh, Damon if he wants, because he knows them a little bit more, and John if you want. Yeah. Yeah, and so we also have um, Chase Winter in the band. He's a guitarist. Um, he's a lifelong friend of mine. Uh, he's actually a co-founder of the project. Um, you know, I came to him a couple years ago um, after after both of our service um, ended when we both got out, and I was like, "Hey, man, let's uh, let's do some music." And uh, he was like, sure. And, uh, you know, ever since then, we've just been writing and recording and writing and recording, you know. And when things don't work, we recycle and try again, you know. Um, and uh, that's just kind of been the process. And, um, you know, we've been learning and going to school and doing things and trying new things like over and over and over again. And uh, through that process, we've been able to meet new people and, um, you know, just keep building and building and building, you know, so it's a lot of fun and um, we really enjoy it. It's something we've been doing a long time because me and him actually met um, uh, at a unit in Alaska and a uh, funny story about that. Um, it was my first day on this uh, boat and um, I hadn't played guitar in probably like eight weeks because I had been at I had been at boot camp and then I get to this new unit and I was like, man, I miss you to play guitar. And so I'm walking around with this guy and uh, he's like, he's a, uh, you know, and I ask us like, Hey, does anybody around here play guitar? And he's like, yeah, this, this guy plays guitar. And I was like, do you think he'd mind if I played it? And he's like, Oh no, go ahead and play it. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I grabbed his guitar and uh, I'm playing it. And then uh, he comes around the corner and he goes, oh, okay. So new guy just decides to start playing my guitar. And ever since then, we've been playing music together. Um, and that was like way back in 2008, you know. Wow. Um, and so then after service, our service ended, you know, we've been doing it like very seriously. Um, so is that, is that the, when the band was was formed in, in 2008? Uh, that was not necessarily when Marla's Mirror was formed, uh, but that's whenever me and uh, Chase started playing music together. Um, so we were in a band together called uh, Novated. Um, and uh, that was just kind of like a, it was a hard rock, um, Breaking Benjamin style project back in um, Virginia Beach area too. That's an area that we had uh, formed that band at. Um, and we were just kind of, um, playing shows around there a little bit. Um, we got on the radio here and there. Um, but that band kind of fell apart after, um, just some, some issues here and there. But, um, after that, we, our duty stations kind of separated us and we didn't have all this cool technology that we have now where we can do all this awesome collaboration stuff that we have going on now. Mm -hmm. um so then me and damien weren't able to you know or chase we weren't able to get together and like write music um the way that we can now with these cool you know collaborative efforts that we have going on now um so um now we can do all that now we can collaborate even and be like states away mm -hmm. you know so countries away 
Yeah, it was like countries, yeah. yeah. Countries <laughs> like oceans apart. <laughs> and I, I just think that is like super cool. And you know, like I one of my questions that I asked, I guess I can ask it now is, you know, what is like the process, like the music making process with you guys all being in different parts of the world or in different states? I'll let Braxton go first with that one because he takes in the bulk of all of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a, we have a couple different ways that we do this. Um, so um, a lot of times it, it, it just starts with an idea. Um, and sometimes that's, I'll, I'll write a song and then I'll cart it off to the band Hey, here's the, here's what I did. And, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll write the guitar, I'll write the synth and effects, I'll do the vocals. Um, I'll put scratch drums on it, you know, just simple stuff like spirit drummer and that kind of thing. Um, and I'll send it to the band and then they'll just add all of their parts into it. And then boom, here's the song. Um, and the world hasn't necessarily heard any of that, any of those efforts yet. That's not going to be heard until our new EP comes out. Um, and, uh, the other way we have it, um, set up is our guitarist BJ, who's incredibly talented. He'll write a song and then I'll add things to that. Robert will add things to that. Um, and so that's kind of the other way that it works. And, um, a lot of this, it's, it's tough to do. Um, but we brought another friend, um, on board who we also met in service, me and Chase. Um, we were also on the same uh, uh, boat together. Um, he's an incredible manager. And um, he was also in the same band we were in um, back in 2011. Uh, Novated was the band name. And he, um, he came on board and he introduced this, I think it's called like Agile or something like that. It's where we use like Trello. It's something like IT's like IT people use. I don't really know. I'm not in that. I'm not in that realm of work. Um, <laughs> and you create like cards, you know, so let's say you have a song. Mm-hmm. Um, we name we'll name this song. It's over, um, which is one of the songs on our EP. And we break that song down in its, in its entirety, you know, like guitar for the verse, guitar for the chorus, guitar for the break, guitar for the outro, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, that card then gets um, moved over to, um, you know, in progress whenever you start working on that. And then once you're done working on it, you move it into a review section and then each member of the band can then review it. And then they move it to review um, with comments pending. And then they can, you know, um, you know, talk about that, you know, if they like the part and, and whatnot. Once that's done, it's moved to a completed section, you know, and then if um, something needs to be like adjusted, it moves back to the uh, backlog and then they rework it. Um, and that's kind of how that's working right now. We also utilize uh, Discord very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, we have meetings twice a week. That's extremely important um, to have these meetings uh, because without those, we would be just extremely dysfunctional. Um, and, uh, you know, we're very, we're very strict on like meeting attendance and things like that, just within our, within ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's 
we're not like you're out of the band if you don't make the meetings. It's nothing like that, <laughs> you know. So it's just it's more Find of like band if you're late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nothing like that, you know. I mean, get your coffee and get yourself together, that kind of thing. Um, and you know, we change meeting times all the time, and we just make sure everybody's okay. Um, but everybody recognizes the importance of the, the meeting times just because it is a time for us to get together and discuss work that was done and then work that still needs to get done in order to get the, the um, EP completed. Um, because yeah, this wonder, is a very like a challenge for you guys. Cause with the time zones and everything like, Ooh, that gotta be a challenge. Oh, I'll let Robert talk about the, the time. Zone. <laughs> yeah. This guy <laughs> He's a trooper. Uh, he's a true trooper. <laughs> so we'll be like, hey, uh, Robert, I know it may be three in the morning for you there, but you, do you mind? And he goes, anything for the band. And he'll be there five we'll minutes talk before about. the meeting <laughs> waiting. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, comes, it comes down to this. I mean, I don't have issues with people who play music as a hobby. I think everyone should learn some sort of art and do it if they want to. But, you know, I'm not good at anything else. I've tried, people, family have talked me out of pursuing music. They said it's childish. Um, I went the whole military route. I went into, tried to go into real estate working for my brother. I tried to work for Nissan Industries, working on cars. And I just come, I mean, I even also pursued art uh, when it comes to acting and moved out to California to pursue that. And one of the biggest uh, things I learned from Jocelyn Jones, she was my acting uh, coach, was if you do not like the the mundane within your job, well, then quit your job. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I did not like doing the mundane work for acting, which was 40 hours a week of scene study and meeting with the other actors and being in traffic, getting to their house to study scenes. I didn't like any of that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to music, the mundane stuff, the, the tweaking, the working, a lot of things that engineers will tell musicians or tell other people that they're working for, go home because this is the boring stuff. I love it. I love every single bit of the creation process and it's an addiction for me. And, you know, any successful, especially billionaire will tell you, take your dream and make it your job. If, you, if you're looking forward to a vacation away from your job, then you shouldn't have that job. So I want my job to be my vacation. That's and, so true. Uh, and so, I mean, waking up at three o'clock in the morning isn't a burden for me. It's, a, it's actually a privilege and it's, it's a gift because now when family members who don't take me seriously because I play music, when they look at me, they when they hear these things, they can say, oh, he's committed to this. He, he will wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning. He will do this. It is a job. And it is a job. It's a, it's a job and a passion. So it's, you know, if you love something, you're, you're foolish if you don't make the sacrifices and the time for it. A hundred percent. That is that's some great advice right there. I hope all my peeps and uh, audience, new audience, definitely take that in because you know i feel the same way i know we, we talked a little bit you know off camera robert about just <laughs> like what you we talked earlier like good morning like wow you're up early and i'm like yep and i'm literally because my sleeping schedule is crazy i don't sleep much <laughs> and the reason i'm not is because i'm thinking of the podcast things i could do things to get better messing with things googling things because when it's the passion i mean you do it with a smiling face no matter what the time is like it's it's amazing and i'm glad you guys 
can still, you know, despite the time uh, zone difference and being in different parts of the world, different parts of the states, still come together and make amazing music. Like, I love your song. I swear to God. Like, oh, man, love that. Love it. Yeah, I love Swear to God, too. That's a great song. It is. And um, I want to ask you guys, like, who are some of your uh, idols or um, people that <laughs> you looked up to that inspired you to get into music? Go first, Brex. Sure. Um, well, I mean, <coughs> for me, Chester Bennington being oh, yes. my, probably my number one. Rest in um, peace. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, I first heard uh, I heard in the end um, by Lincoln Park when I was. I think uh, I was 12 years old and um, it, the song just blew, it changed, it changed my life. I mean, it, it truly changed my life because it, um, you know, it got me to play music, mm-hmm. which changed my life. Um, and uh, his vocals just spoke to me in a way that nothing really ever has. Um, and uh, I would, stay up and try to like figure out like how to how do i how do i hear this song like as much as possible because i I wasn't able to like buy it you know or like um my mom would let me like buy that kind of music whenever i was a kid um so i would try to like figure out how how can i listen to this song as much as possible um and uh but chester bennington's the my my biggest influence um and um chevelle pete loffler Mm-hmm. Huge influence of mine. Uh, when I heard "The Red" by um, Chevelle, that was a big uh, game changer for me. And then as I got older, uh, it was a lot of like heavier metal stuff, like Trivium and things like that. I got really into those things. Um, and then currently, it's Chris Motionless. <laughs> uh, he's a big influence of mine for Motionless and White. I love Motionless and White. I think they're fantastic. I think they're doing amazing things right now. Um, I think they're changing the game and, uh, but those are my main influences, uh, from a cinematic standpoint. Um, I'm with, with Robert on this James Horner. Um, and, uh, Nobuo Oimatsu, uh, the guy who wrote the final fantasy, most of the final fantasy stuff, huge. That's a huge influence of mine too. Um, I'm a big final fantasy nerd. Uh, also (laughs) I used to uh, love those games. Yeah. Halloween, uh, Yeah, shout out to the shirt. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, John, what's his, the, the director name? Uh, is Carpenter. His, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah. His, his music is, is, is very inspiring to me too. Um, you know, and just the fact that, you know, he directs movies and he does all these things, but he also composes the music, uh, huge influence of mine. So, yeah. How about you, Robert? Well, I follow pretty much that same path as him. I would say that for a long time, I didn't like rock music. Well, I, I kind of did. I liked more of your just main mainstream pop rock that was going on in the 90s. <clears throat> and uh, then I got into hip hop and I got into rap and I was really into, into that. And I didn't really like metal. And it was Linkin Park that really sort of closed that gap. And I think it did for many people that brought this fusion of rap, hip hop, uh, DJ, techno, electronics, metal. I mean, just every single thing. It brought it all together. And it was one of the first times that I ever had seen, like in, during PE in the sixth grade, uh, 
you know, I would put on a certain certain song and I could read the reactions of the, of the room of the kids playing around. Some people liked it. They play basketball and get get into it. And then a lot of people be walking around like, oh, God, would this turn off? But when Linkin Park would come on, everybody, you could just tell the performance of everyone in the whole room, boy, girl, didn't matter. Everybody had a good time to it. And there was something very special about that. Um, so that's what opened my eyes into the rock world. There was something there about it that I, it's hard to really put in the words. You can only just feel it. And but what really what really drove me crazy, what really hit me in the heart and said, you have to become a musician was I don't want to say it was necessarily uh, James Manor, but it was it was a perfect circle. The band, a perfect circle specifically. It was the lead vocal, vocalist and Billy Howardell. The combinations of vocals, the, the psychedelic uh, deepness within their music, it it hit me in such a spiritual way that when I was driving, when, when my stepmom would take me to school every day, and we're talking about for like two years straight, I would always like be looking out at the clouds, looking out at the trees, just like daydreaming, just listening to that music from a whole different perspective and a whole different world. And I always had like this feeling of I have to be able to speak my soul the way that I'm able to listen to I'm getting from them. And this was before I could pit, touch any instruments or sing or do anything like that. And when you, when you run into that instance where you have that, it's almost like you can't breathe anymore. You, it's like you have to just learn that in order to be able to function as a human. And uh, so for me, it was I was, we were driving home from Alabama, going to Mississippi. It was like a five hour drive. And it was the first time I heard it. <clears throat> it was the week in the powerless. It came on the radio station and it was the first time I heard a perfect circle changed, changed me forever. I knew from that moment on, I had to go and create music. So if it, if it wasn't for that moment, that song, that band, I'd probably just be a big rock fan or metal fan. But that right there was like, you have to do that. You have to do that. And so I, I have to give credit completely to Mannard and Billy Howardell and uh, Perfect Circle for everything. I, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them. Definitely. Big shout out to them because, I mean, your music is amazing. I'm glad they inspired you to really pursue it. That's actually my next question. Uh, like, uh, it was going to be, um, at what moment did you realize you wanted to pursue music? But I guess we just got your answer, Robert. So, Braxton, how about you? What, what, what was your like, you know, epiphany moment where I'm like, I'm going for this? Uh, that was two years ago, man. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, because it's always just been like a, a hobby, you know, and something that you know I do just to, as a form of meditation, you know, um, something that I just do for, you know, because I have a passion for it and I enjoy it. But two years ago, um, I said, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, like I'm, I'm really going to do it. Um, I have to do it. I want to do it. You know, my why has become uh, so large um, that I have to do it, mm-hmm. you know? So I felt like this, I feel this great need to <laughs> do it as hard as I possibly can. And so that's why I'm like, I'm really pushing for it now. And uh, you know, cause nothing, nothing's ever going to stop me from playing. I'm always going to play. I'm always going to write. I'm always going to make new things. You know, I'm always going to create, whether it's painting or drawing or writing stories, it doesn't really matter writing music. I'm always going to create something. Um, But, 
you know, I'm really going to push for the, for the music right now. And I'm just going to keep, just keep doing it. But yeah, two years ago, I just sat down. I was like, I'm, I'm going for it, you know? So thank God for that. Yeah. I was going to say, thank God for that. For real. <laughs> A lot of fun. Thank God for both, vote for both of you guys. I mean, cause <laughs> I'm just truly excited to continue to hear even more music within you guys you know, put it out there. I know we talked a little bit about your um, EP coming out possibly in the fall. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be a lot. Of, that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for that. Definitely. Really coming together. <laughs> the professionalism and the talent. I mean, every musician out there, every band will say the same thing. We're talented. We're working hard, but I mean, <laughs> the way the manager and everything has this construct of us showing up to the meetings, the meetings going on for two or three hours. None of it's a burden. Uh, everyone's showing up, everyone critiquing each other. <clears throat> Nobody it gets, uh, gets their feelings hurt. Uh, everybody wants to deliver a product that is not the same product that's been going on. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to deliver something new within a, within a market that's, extremely oversaturated with musicians, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, everyone can come together. Everyone can be special, but you know, it's, it's the professionalism that this band is going through. No one is like calling in sick and all this. Everyone is there all the time because they, they love it. I've never seen that before. And I've played with bands that, that was featured on like the vampire diaries conventions, mm-hmm. the original conventions and no offense to my brothers in those bands, but like, our work at Nick's was, was a joke compared to what we're doing right now in this long distance atmosphere. And so, I mean, it, it really is special to see all these guys come together and really just pour their hearts and their time and their energy. And on top of it, all of us pretty much have families. We all have kids. We don't use that as an excuse. That is our actual motivation to do this. We want to make yeah. sure that we motivate our children. We want, we want to show them that, uh, you know, it's, it's not okay to give up, pursue your dreams. You can still have family. You can still do these things, but continue pursuing it. Don't give up. And so it's, it's a, it's a privilege to be able to be a part of this group. And I'm, and that's why I'm saying I'm thankful for, for him getting into it two years ago, because um, I've been at it for a long time, but I've never experienced what I'm experiencing now. And so thank God for it. Definitely, man. Amen to that. For real. It's like, just, just that message you just said, like, just, it <laughs> just spoke to me like right wow like that is that's amazing because you know we we hear that a lot with people where they don't pursue their dreams or you know they're like oh man i got a family or i don't have the time but you know the fact that you guys have families all of you get all of you guys all the members and still make the time still make the sacrifices no one's calling in sick being professional like that is truly amazing and inspiring like i love that I applaud you guys for that thank you guys <laughs> Love that, man. Thank so, you. Yo, no problem. So let's, let's talk about the, the band name. So where, where did the name come from? What's the, the backstory behind that? Uh, Marla's Mirror. Uh, so it really just, uh, it kind of came from um, my love for uh, alliteration uh, as a lyricist, you know, so that the, you know, dual in there um, and the fact that I'm a huge Fight Club fan um, and uh, Marla Singer you know, being the main character and one of the main central focuses in that, that film. Um, and uh, so I just uh, 
wanted to take the, those two things and just put them together and, you know, created an original band name, you know, that's mm-hmm. completely new, you know, and uh, that's what we did, you know, so, um, and uh, it makes for a really cool logo. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, wish I had a more interesting story on that, but I don't. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that name. I mean, it's not hard to come up with names of something, but it's it's hard to come up with something that just has a sort of how can you describe it a a storytelling vibe about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't want to talk too much about it because I think Braxton will probably hit on it later. But as he mentioned earlier, we have a lore team attached to the band. Mm-hmm. We're creating comic books for our for the for the group, and we have a whole another team that's doing that. And the name Marlon Mirror is sort of this theme around this whole lore team. And so, I mean, it's just, it's a brilliant name, Marla's Mirror. There's just, there's so many creative ideas we can do from a comic book perspective and all that stuff, just with that name alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it will, yeah, it will exist within the lore of the uh, story that we're going to be telling. Awesome. Yeah, and it just sticks out too. It was like, wow, like when you first told me the, the your band's name, I was like, hmm, that, that sticks like that. It, it makes you wonder like, hmm, why did you guys pick that name? What story you're telling? You know, like yeah. you know, think about, you know, like well, Michael Jackson, man, the mirror, or, you know, just thinking of a mirror, you know, <laughs> and the stories that people have <laughs> with mirrors. Yeah. And the fact you guys are going to express that through music. Like, I just love it. Well, it, it does have a little bit. I mean, the we're creating uh, new stories, but it definitely does have that Michael Jackson, man in the mirror reflection. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of those little bit elements that are there. Um, but I don't want to spoil any of that. I'll that's going to come later. <laughs> Definitely. So what, what can we um, or what can the world expect to say from your guys' EP that you plan on uh, dropping in the fall? Well, we'll say this and I'll let Braxton. So we, we all have probably a different perspective of this. Yeah. I would say for me, there's a nostalgic feeling about the group that was very popular uh, in the early 2000s that most people who, who grew up listening to Chevelle, Lincoln Park and Corn, and all that, they're going to hear it. They're going to recognize it. And it's, and it's infused with keeping up with today's modern market. Like you said, motionless and white. Thank God for them too, because they are closing the gap between rock music and metal music being niche to becoming something that isn't necessarily mainstream. It still holds true to itself. But it's just it's opening doors again into a genre that was, for the most part, over a few decades, dying out. Mm-hmm. And they're re-bringing it back to life. And it's, they're bringing a lot of energy to it. So you're going to see a lot of nostalgicness going on in there, along with a lot of just creative ideas to try to set the stage of something new. That's not it's not going to be the, the, the same repetitive rinse and repeat structure it's going to be it's going to be nostalgic but new awesome how about you braxton so um you know with this uh with this new ep we're going to be tackling um like me lyrically uh i tackle a lot of different subjects um you know that are that hit close to home for me emotionally um with depression anxiety and things like that um and other things that we'll be you know that we'll be tackling is just stuff that's within the Marla's mirror lore um, with the lore team. So we're going to be telling a story also within this. Um, 
that's going to be attached to the comic book that we're going to be creating too. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this stuff is going to coincide together. Um, and so um, all of it will be one big cohesive thing. And I'm really excited to get it out there. Um, once we uh, get it all, get it all wrapped up, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's extremely ambitious, you know, um, but we have the team for it. Uh, we have the management for it. We have the talent for it. And uh, I think once it gets out there, uh, once we get, get it all, you know, put together um, and we release it, it's going to be something truly special. Um, so, I mean, we, we all work really hard on it um, and uh, we all care for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's the thing is, you know, everybody that's involved in the project right now, everybody buys into it. And that's the, that's the thing you know, everybody's excited about it, you know, um, every meeting that we have, whether it be with the band or whether it be with the Lord team, whether it be with the marketing team, I mean, we're standing up our own little, like, it's almost like we're standing up our own little like record label half the time, you know, is what it kind of feels like. All right, we have a marketing team now. Oh, well now we have a art team. Now we have a story writing team. And then we have a band on top of that. And everybody's just doing it because they buy into the, the music, you know, and, um, you know, we all want to see it come to, fr- uh, come to fruition, you know, and we stay up till two o'clock in the morning talking about a story that we're going to tell. And, you know, the whole time we're talking, we're all like, you know, excited, you know, because it's a cool story. It's going to be really interesting. It's super original. Um, and, uh, all these really cool elements and, you know, um, so it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, I, I don't want to give too much away about that because, um, you know, once once we once we tease it, it'll be out there. You know, once we mm-hmm. tease it, it'll be out there because um, that, that's coming, you know. So um, I, I am really excited for that. Um, I'm excited for it, too. And once you guys yeah. start putting out those teasers, I'm definitely going to be sharing them. Yeah. And loving them out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great. So. Awesome. Can we can we talk about the uh, the comic book? Because that's that's pretty amazing. The fact that you guys are tapping into different, you know, basically avenues, you know, going into music and now even in comics like that. That's pretty cool. How did all that get started? Um, So that kind of got started, uh, you know, basically started <laughs> off. Robert actually had an idea and he was like, hey, I have a cool idea for a music video. And then it was like, well, that, that'll cost $6 million. Um, so let's, uh, turn it into a comic instead. Um, and then, you know, it, then it morphed into a, um, you know, now we have, now we've built a lore team and then we're going to start a, you know, a comic. Um, and then we have a, a separate discord for that, where we talk about those things. Um, and I think where we're, where we're hoping to, to house this comic is on Webtoon because if you've ever seen that, uh, Webtoon, if you've ever been there, you can, you get, if you get hosted on there, um, you can uh, like play music while you scroll the, scroll it, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, like read the comic. Music will play along with the, while you read the comic. Um, so we're hoping to, to break into that um, side of things. So um, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sweet. And just the caveat on that, it's not like a song is playing and then you're reading it. The song actually follows the scene. So as you scroll yeah. down, it is, you know, if you stay on one page and the music will sort of say it's in a kind of an ambient loop, 
But yeah. if you go down into like an action sequence, then the music changes to fit the act, action sequence. It's very, very creative. That is. And, uh, you know, I definitely would encourage other artists to, to look into that approach as well, because it's very hard to just follow the whole mainstream. I'm just going to be a musician. Mm. You got to set yourself apart. So do it in every single fun and creative way. I mean, being, being, uh, doing all this stuff is like being a child. It's like mm-hmm. taking out your little coloring books and coloring and having fun, right? And creating music is really no different than that. But why limit yourself with just one thing? If you enjoy all, if you can do all of these things, do it. Definitely, definitely. And that's really cool. I, I really can't wait to see that either. So, and I know you guys also do, you know, other things like Robert, you are very heavily and have a passion for cinematic music, which you sent me some of your videos and I'm just like, wow like i've already talked to some of my my filmmaking buddies and i'm like hey you, you gotta hear this <laughs> like you gotta book robert <laughs> like this is awesome so Thank when you. did the ball get rolling on that uh well i in 2015 i moved to california or moved to uh santa monica to pursue acting got enrolled in um in theater and then got enrolled into acting classes i got really lucky um, because a friend of mine is a, is an actor for the show. We met through video games. And so we were very close to video games. That's how we connected. And he what asked me, was it? It was yeah. a very niche medieval sandbox game called mortal online. It's a game where if you kill your enemies, they drop all their gear on the ground and you pick, you pick it up. In fact, since we met in that game, one of the features in that game is if you get a player to almost death, then they, they get on their knees and they're like, they pray basically. And it's called mercy mode. And you can either whack them and kill them, or you just take their gear off of them and then let them go. And so I told him, why don't we name our band that we eventually created over there, mercy mode um, to resemble that. But uh, being involved with this actor, being in raw, uh, around other directors and stuff, I fell in love with the creative process. Not just specifically acting, but just in general of like all of it. Uh, Because over there, I met photographers, I met musicians, I met just all variety of different arts. And I loved all of it. But specifically because of this actor and the connection that he helped bring me to with the Vampire Diaries and the originals, Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but to... Well, then there was also Hans Zimmer. It It was like a combination of all of that. I loved Hans Zimmer's music. I was I was getting involved with the acting world, and I was like, man, I, I, and I was also playing keyboard for the band at the time, and uh, so I started doing cover songs of like "Time" by Hans Zimmer. I don't know. It's just the more I kept playing that, the more I kept listening to it, the more it's like I really want to play this kind of music, and uh, I still want to do metal. I still want to do that, but it's like I really needed to do that. And when I left California. I left because it's just too expensive there. It's, it's very difficult to, to survive there. Uh, and when I left, I reconnected with James Horner's music. I bought the soundtrack, listened to it for four days, driving home. And it was weird. Which, <laughs> which soundtrack from James Horner? Uh, it, was, it was his greatest hits. So it contained, oh, okay. it contained everything. And I also bought John Williams. I bought Danny Elfman as well. I bought their soundtrack. But yeah. James Horner, man, it just... It made me cry all the way home. I couldn't listen to a single song without wanting to cry. And I thought to myself, man, I'm a, I'm a 30-year-old man. I, I, I've done a lot of things in life, good and bad. I've, I, 
I'm a pretty hard man. And this music is just turning me into a baby. Mm-hmm. And there was just something that you feel in your heart. And now it's, it's very niche because not everyone feels these things. Not everyone has the same memories of childhood thing, but like, if you don't know who James Horner is, he's the guy who composed Titanic, Casper, uh, Glory, Land Braveheart. Before Time, uh, yeah, Braveheart, um, some classics, just so many movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he died in 2015. He died in a plane crash. He uh, he composed the first Avatar movie. Uh, just so many movies. And the thing that was so special about this man is he was never in the spotlight. If you go and you type in James Horner live, you'll never see any video of him ever playing live. He didn't. And uh, when he was awarded for what he did with Titanic, he didn't show up to the award ceremony because he didn't want to be in the spotlight. He was such a humble man and he lived sort of an isolated spiritual life that I just like, I loved all of that about his personality. And he, he would even go on to say in some documentaries that when it came to picking films, he didn't just take something because it came his way with a lot of money. If he didn't feel a form of like spiritual message or element there, he, he didn't take it. So there were all of that connected to me. And, and so the way his music was affecting me, I was like, man, if I could ever get to a point where I could create music that affects others in the way he's affecting me right now, I could, I would, I could die tomorrow and be okay. And it's not, it's not so easy. I mean, it's what he does is, is, very difficult. And so that's really what, what led me down that road. His music caused me to cry, which is a form of healing. So I realized I was healing from this and I wanted to create music like that, that other people could feel in their hearts and then heal from. So that's really what led me down the whole cinematic road. Awesome. And that, that's, a, that's a great outlook that you say, you know, crying is a form of healing because you know, that stigma of like, you know, men shouldn't cry or, you know, toughen up, you know, stuff. And it's like, no, like crying is a form of healing. That's something that you should definitely do and definitely do it more often, you know, because sometimes we bottle things up too much. And and I know you talked a little bit about that Braxton about, you know, like anxiety and depression because that hit home with me too, because I've been through it and still sometimes going through it. So that's, that's pretty cool that you guys touched on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you love cinematic too, uh, music as well. Isn't that right, Braxton? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm big, big fan of it. Um, and uh, that's, you know, one of the reasons me and Robert connected was um, I wrote, uh, we had written a song called Satellites and that's a big cinematic song, hard rock cinematic song. Um, and, uh, you know, I had posted it on a comment, um, you know, on Facebook and then Robert had like, I don't know, like three months later, all of a sudden commented on it. And he's like, this song's sick. And I was like, thanks. And then, you know, he's like, is there any more of this? And I was like, yeah, we have like a whole EP, man. We should hit on that and, a little. Yeah. yeah. yeah let's, definitely, let's talk about that. Yeah. You know how you guys, you know, got the ball rolling <laughs> and, and meeting. Yeah. Cause like, you wanna, I, mean, you say it? <laughs> I compose, I compose cinematic stuff too. Like I enjoy doing it. I love that process. I love putting together violins and cellos and horns and all that stuff. I love doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decent piano player, you know, like decent. I'm not as good as Robert by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, you put me in a piano and a digital audio workstation and some cool patches and we're good to go. 
you know, um, you know, I, I can do that kind of stuff. And I, I love that process. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, so satellites came together and, um, we put that, I, you know, we mixed and mastered it and I threw it up there on, on Facebook. And then, um, you know, Robert, I guess, found it three months later, listened to but it. Where did, like, but where did we find it? 30 seconds to Mars. Was it like, wasn't, it wasn't your Facebook. I found it, but we were, uh, <laughs> It was a it was sort of an advertisement on Facebook for um, some sort of orchestral strings or program or loops or something, but it was for like orchestral product. And it, this commercial or whatever was going on was actually really good. Like the music in it was super good. And uh, I, I was scrolling through the comments and I see this like this music video, this little clip of this like spaceman sitting with a, like a full spacesuit sitting on a bench. And um, that image reminded me of the band Star Set because they're big into the astronauts in space. And so um, I clicked on the link. And, I was, and, and at first I wasn't going to, but when I did, I was like, I was not expecting what I got. Usually I hear a lot of music. I'm around a lot of musicians and I hear a lot of things. And I wasn't expecting what I heard. And it was incredible. And, and but it was all on an advertisement thing that had nothing to do with like his personal page or mine. It was like just by complete luck. And, uh, and then, yeah, I was like, can you, they actually, uh, they actually deleted his comment on the advertisement. Oh, they when, did. Yeah. When they, when they sent <laughs> it. When they sent it <laughs> and so I messaged him privately. Can you just send me that link in the privately? And again, I heard that song, but then I thought, okay, maybe, maybe he just got lucky with that one. Maybe the next ones, I'm not going to like it. Then I heard uh, Swear to God, and then just I, I listened to every one of them, and I was like, I mean, I want to watch my language here, but it, it was like, goodness, great. This is what I want. This is incredible. Like, it, it, it straight up hit me with the whole old, let's talk about nostalgic. It reminded me of the very first 30 Seconds to Mars album with Capricorn and all that stuff back when uh, 30 Seconds to Mars was like grunge and rock and and uh, new metal. It It hit me with that, and... And we talked about it for a while, but then that was the end of it. But I added him, we added each other on Facebook and I went and looked at his wall and he said, man, I just cannot find members to be in a band. And that blew my mind. Mm. I said, how do you have this quality of music and you don't have a band? Like you should be signed. And uh, like, this is, this is already like star set professional stuff. He's like, nah, it's just me and like this other guitarist. And so I was like, I was like, can I join? Can I be in your group, please? And uh, and then from then on out, it's just continued going. But it's just incredible how we met accidentally by coincidence within like the comment section of some advertisement video. There's a ton of comments on there, and I was just like, I was like, nah, let me just drop it in there because I I created like a little ad, you know, I because I I designed the uh like the album artwork, and then I created like a a. 15, 20 second uh, advertisement video um, with some effects on it and stuff like that. And it just took like a piece of the chorus, you know, and then it, you know, just looped or whatever. And then I just started like dropping that in random places, a horrible marketing technique probably, but it got (laughs) robbed. So whatever, I don't really care. I'm not a marketing guy. I really really wasn't too horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It got Robert, you know, so whatever. I'm not a marketing guy. I, I don't really care. Um, but you know, that's why we have professionals, you know? So, um, but it got me Robert and, um, that that's what we're, that's what we're happy about. That's why we're here now. Um, but 
you know, I just dropped that in the comments and then he, he saw it, you know, I mean, and, uh, you know, then we just started talking and then he started sending me videos of him, like singing along, like with the chorus. And he was like, what if you like added this like harmony? And I was like, that's an interesting notation choice. I like it. You know, it's not my first notation choice, but it's something that I like, you know? So let's, let's, let's talk, you know? And then we just started talking and, uh, you know, he started like adding, stuff to the music and i was like this is this is great you know it's not the notation that i would choose but it's notation that i like therefore let's mm-hmm. let's let's do this man you know and so we've been doing it ever since it's awesome yeah like that that is wild that you know how you guys came together really <laughs> from the yeah, you know, comment section <laughs> like that's so cool though comment section on facebook <laughs> i have a very repetitive saying that some that i drive some people crazy with and, and it's that nothing happens by accident yes that's ever. so true ever I, I believe that 100 it doesn't matter what you went through and i don't mean to offend anyone who went through something very traumatic it doesn't matter how traumatic it was it was meant to happen to you at that moment so you could later, so you could gain wisdom, so you could later on and go and do things. So, I mean, no matter if something bad or good happens, nothing happens by accident. Well, I mean, yeah. quite honestly, Robert, when you really look at it, man, it's like we got, we met you, which led us to BJ, which has led us to um, our, our drummer too, you know? Um, and so that's a, a, all of that has been a huge thing, you know? Um because our other guitarist, BJ, he, you know, Robert had shared uh, some, some of BJ's work. And I was like, man, this guitarist is sick. Mm. And he is good. He's got a style to it that a style to his playing. That's just, I want, Mm. you know, and Robert was like, I've been after this guy for years, you know? And then I, I I hit him up on Facebook and I was like, Hey man, you want to set aside some time and talk? And then like, you know, we, we chat and then he was like, a couple weeks later, he's in the band, you know. Um, and uh, then a couple weeks after that, he texts the drummer, he's in the band, you know. And then we're good to go. And here we are, you know, <laughs> two months wow. into this project and we're almost done with the EP. And it's been wow. a decade since BJ had really touched guitar and played music. I mean, he really came yeah. out of the shadows out of nowhere, the right moment. Again, no accidents. Yeah, he had been on hiatus and like from playing music for I think four or five years. No, 10. 10. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, this guy, this guy jumped, uh, he jumped from not playing guitar for however many years it was into playing like he had never even stopped. I mean, wow. it blows my mind. It's, it's incredible. I can't wait for you to hear this stuff. I can't wait either. Like I'm, yeah, I can't I'm wait. It's like, whew, oh yeah. man, I really can't wait because I mean, just some of the stuff I've heard already. Like you know, of course, off camera, I'm just like, wow, like yeah. just blown away. And I can't wait for all my peeps and, and new audience to hear it. And like I said, I, you guys got my full support. I'll definitely share it and put it out there because you guys have a message that I feel the world definitely needs to hear. Yeah, BJ is a he's an he's a he's an odd one. I have to say he's an odd one. The reason I say that is because there's always that saying, right? Mm-hmm. If you want quality, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want quantity, then the quality isn't there, right? Well, mm-hmm. all boundaries of that break with BJ. 
He's going to give you quantity and quality. Like he is fast. He will write an entire hit song in like a damn hour. And, uh, and it is, it's great. It's, it's huge. And he, it's like, he doesn't experience writer's block. It's like, it, this doesn't happen to this guy. He just mm-hmm. keeps going. He just keeps going. It doesn't stop no matter what he just yeah. keeps doing. I've never seen that before with anybody ever in my whole life, even professionals, Hans Zimmer and stuff that I've never seen anyone capable of doing that. That's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting. You said it, writer's block, because I remember we talked a, a little off camera. I actually wanted to talk to you about that on the show is that you said sometimes or periodically that you get, you know, inspirations from like your fans or followers on social media where they'll privately message you, mm-hmm. you know, some things they're going through and you turn that into a song. Where, where did that start or how did that whole experience start for you, Robert? Well, that's that, that comes from the James Horner, um, experience so the way he he made me feel as an individual i wanted to make others feel but i knew that this was sort of a tough little road Mm -hmm. and the idea of trying to make music for the masses was not the right approach trying to make music for an individual about their own life making it personal so they could connect to the song on a personal level became the strategy and i discovered a little secret for myself And it's that when I try to write music for myself, Mm -hmm. I usually, even no matter if I'm excited or not, I'm usually in sort of a weird state of where the music feels rushed. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to having someone tell me their story, for example, I'll tell you one story. I had a lady message me. And I won't mention their names. Uh, I'll keep them private. But I had a lady message me and she said, my, my sister, she just got cancer again for the second time. And she got over the first time. But this time they're giving her like four months to live. Oh, man. And she asked me, could I write this song for her sister? And, this, well, this was sort of a tough decision because usually I always say yes. But I had I had the feeling based off the information she was giving me that this, that that sister wouldn't be around for long, and so I realized how special it was for this sister to be asking me to create this. For, it was like this loving thing here, and I realized that the song needed to be made, but not for the one with the cancer. It needed to be made for the one who was requesting it because mm-hmm. she was going to need this song to help heal after the sister was gone. Mm-hmm. So. I listened to the story. I felt all the different energies that, you know, you feel the different emotions. And it was something that I started trying to pay attention on because when you take in energy from people, their emotions, you don't feel it in the same part of your body. You feel it in different parts of your body. Mm -hmm. And so after I take her story, I then go over to the keyboard, not knowing anything that I'm going to do. And, but I take the story in in the direction that they gave it to me. So if they tell me a complete sad story from beginning to end, the song is going to be a complete sad story. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's a sad beginning, but a happy ending, I'm going to do that. And what I try to do is I try to find a series of notes that make me feel in my body the same, in the same spots, what I felt when that person was telling me. And it's sort of, it's like, I call it like a cheat because there's no way I could create these things without their stories. It would have been, I can't do it. And so, so she, I created the story. I created a drafted version of what's called a sister's love. 
and I gave it to her. She took it to her sister. They both listened to it and they, uh, they both cried and they both loved, loved it. Then around a month went by. And this was when I was flying to Italy to move here. This was September of 2020. And as soon as I landed in Rome, all of my messages uh, updated on my phone. And I received, I received a message from uh, the sister. And she said her sister had passed away. Oh, man. And uh, this hit me in such a, this hit me in such an unusual way because, you know, you see videos on social media of, of people sometimes going out and they're feeding homeless, but then they got all these camera crews and they're, they're trying to make a giant spec, spec you know, they, yeah. they try to get views for this. But, but no one really knew this story. This was just between me and them. Only I and them have this personal intimacy within this song. And then to hear that the person who heard it passed away, it's like, uh, it's hard to really put it into words. If you can sort of just understand that there's something deep there, you know, you did something right. And so I can, I, every, periodically I do that. I reach out, I ask for people if they have a story they want to tell, good or bad, uh, to message me. And I do that. And it's a, for me, it's a form of therapy and it's a form of letting people know that um, well, it's a form of letting them know they can be heard, but it's also to give them a tool for others to speak because oftentimes words fail us. What are words? Words are attempts at trying to explain emotions. That's what mm -hmm. words are. And vocabulary does a very poor job of, of expressing how we feel. It's very limited, but emotions are the true language. So being able to have a song that expresses what exactly what you went through I felt like that would be the language that they could be that they could use to express to people. But then to just to end it, I always try to talk to them privately about how I want to take their songs and submit it for films to be sold because I would love for them to know that no matter what happened, no matter how sad the event was, that there can be a happy ending here. And that one day they might see their, their music on a film or something like that. If I ever get to a point where I'm on stage and can talk about these songs, I will talk about their stories because their stories are important. And uh, so it, it's, it's less about me and it's more about being in the service of them and helping them heal in the way that James Warner helped me heal. I hope that that makes sense. It definitely does. And I mean, I'm just trying not even get teary eyed just hearing about that story. Is a uh, cancer definitely hits hard and hits home with me because I've, I've lost grandparents due to that and friends that's actually currently going through that. So for you to to do that, I just like it blew my mind when me and you were talking about that um, off camera. And I'm like, man, if more musicians would do that, <laughs> but that's what makes you so unique because you just don't hear about that. Like people like getting people's story, like your, your fans or your, your followers and creating something for them like that's going to stick with them forever and then on top of that wanting to put it out there even more into possible movies into hospital like on stage like that just it's truly amazing and i'll give you a round of applause for that too Robert. like that is uh that is awesome man like i said i'm trying to hold back some tears right now man because that's um that was a that was a great story and um definitely shout out to uh i know you didn't give their their name but um, well, her name is Sharon. I can say it. Her name is Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, I'm sure shout out to her. She'll see this and she'll she'll hear the story. Definitely. Yeah, there's been there's been some tough stories. I had one. Meredith is about a lady named Meredith, whose husband um, 
committed suicide. And, and so you have the loving theme and you have a very dramatic theme that kicks in. And mm-hmm. then I take it out of the dramatic theme and I try to lead away with sort of, you got to move forward into an adventure. Like you can't just stop. And so, I mean, it, it gets a little tough, but I mean, that's, I mean, we, we have a purpose. We have a purpose to be in service of others. And w- what other purpose is there better than that? Definitely, man. Definitely. So I got uh, another question for you guys that um, pertain to music is uh, what is some of the best advice that you ever gotten as far as like in the music business or <clears throat> just creating music? Um, so definitely uh, the 10,000 hours um, philosophy. I, I heard this actually from, uh, it was an Ed Sheeran interview where he said, you know, um, you got to put your 10,000 hours in. And what that is, is like, um, there was a, a young musician who had like asked him, you know, um, what that pretty much says the same question, you know, what advice do you have for people who are, you know, just starting out? And Ed Sheeran said, you got to put your 10,000 hours in, you know, just write a bunch of music and just continue to write a bunch of music, you know, and recycle stuff that works and just keep writing and keep writing. And um, I'm a big believer in that, you know, because um, it, it doesn't feel good to take some of the stuff that you, you think is amazing. And then, you know, six months later, you're like, oh man, actually that's not really so good, you know? Um, but at the same time, you know, you're growing and you just got to keep growing and keep growing and, um, you know, recycle the old stuff that works and, um, you know, just, just keep going, put the 10,000 hours in and, that's that's my advice um and so i'm continuing to do that you know i'm still putting my hours in (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome how about you robert well um i take uh, influences from a from a bunch of different aspects and sort of put it all in together into my own little perspective one being my acting teacher saying nothing happens by accident that's always been a very big key to me because it makes me look for opportunities i try to spot them if you ask me to do something I remember that nothing happens by accident. This person's asking me something. I should say yes to this. It's like the whole yes man movie. You I know, love that movie. Get to the point of just starting to say yes to opportunities. Even if you feel uncomfortable about them, just start saying yes. Even if you don't know how to do them. I mean, you can always ask friends or something, but you have to, sometimes you have to lie and you have to just say yes. And you have to just try. Um, but yeah, the, nothing happens by accident. Like I said, it's a very repetitive thing I say, but it's something that I wish more people could understand and, and just imprint that, uh, the 10,000 hours is incredible, uh, advice. I mean, I don't even think I've reached 800, 700 hours in my <laughs> journey of music. I don't even know if I've reached 300. I mean, I, but I feel like if I, once I get to that 10,000, then yeah, things are going to change. <laughs> You have the uh, incredible ability of taking a snapshot of the eternal now and like um, turning it into something beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's why, you know, I, I connect with your music so much, you know, just your orchestral stuff. Thank you. you know. so, um, I think besides all the nothing happens by accident and stuff, I think one of the biggest lessons or one of the biggest things that I ever observed and, and learned from was a message from a fortune cookie. <laughs> I, 
that? <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I was eating by myself at an Asian restaurant, <clears throat> opened the fortune cookie, and I'll never forget it. It read something along the lines of this: Sometimes success lies beyond a pathless journey. And I had also had watched uh, random advice videos of like rappers and people. And there was a particular rapper. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, the guy who. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> one of the advices he gave was or one of the observations he said is usually when a musician or artist steps through the doors of success, that door closes behind them and it doesn't reopen. Uh, you know, you have fields like uh, real estate, doctors, lawyers. Well, they have a pretty linear path that they follow. Go to school, do this, do that, do that. And so as a musician, as an artist, you go and you find your inspirations and you say, well, they did that and they did that. Well, if you follow their path, you're going to run into that door being closed that they've already walked through. That door closed behind them. And it resonated with me. And I created a song called Pathless Journeys. Sometimes you have to just create your own path. There isn't a path. It's yeah. a big open desert and you have to just start walking down it and you have to just have faith in the universe, faith in God, whatever you have faith in, faith in yourself if you, even, and start creating your own path. Don't yeah. follow the path of others. Follow the advice of others, but follow their path. Yeah. And don't turn around because if you're walking through that desert and then you turn around, then you got to go back, you yeah. know, and so faith. <laughs> And so, yep, success sometimes lies beyond a pathless journey. Create your own path. That was deep. That was great, too. And that's actually <laughs> it's funny you, you mentioned that because I that's one of my, like, staple questions. I love to ask every guest is, like, what's their favorite quote that, that you lean on during the good times or the bad times? Well, this and is I, one I question ahead of you each great. time. Yeah, like, it's like, wow, you've been studying? <laughs> you, you know my flow, Robert? <laughs> And I can't, I can't follow that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, man, like that was a really good one. Do you, you want to, you want to give me one, Braxton? Like one of your favorites? Favorite quote, um, something that I lean on. You know, um, you know, I really don't. I really can't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert, you, you you left us speechless with that one. I don't know yeah, if I can ever follow that one. <laughs> I can't follow that one. Oh, last a lot. A lot of the quotes I come across, I uh, you know, I just uh, I take it in the moment, you know. <laughs> oh, that's another one. I mean, hell, a lot of people are too busy living in the future, what they want, living in the past, of what they experience. Sometimes just being in the moment is all you need, man. Well, I mean, in terms of like, it, it's hard to it's hard to say like you know, in terms of like quotes and things like that. So, I mean, it's just, for me, it's just a philosophy itself. And, uh, for me, um, you know, what do I, what am I, what am I thinking about all day? Because I do, I am a big believer in the quality of your thinking, you know, what are you thinking about all day? What are you, um, you know, the quality of your thinking determines your status in the world at the end of the day. And, you know, so what am I thinking about all day? So, you know, as I go throughout my day, I am consciously aware of the things that I'm thinking about, you know, um, and I, I try to focus on that sort of thing. Um, and I'm also a big believer in, uh, you know, it, what, why am I doing what am I, why am I doing what I'm doing, um, is how big is my, why, you know, um, and like with Marla's mirror, it's, 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 it's huge. Um, I have 
a reason why I'm doing this. Um, and it is, it is large. I just go through my day thinking about those things and, um, uh, really reflecting on it. Um, as I write music, um, as I meet with these guys, as I speak with these guys, um, and I reflect on those things and that's pretty much how I, how I do it. You know, um, if I come across a quote, I like, then I'm like, all right, I'll take that in. (laughs) I I love it guys. I really do. Uh, just a few more questions and then we'll wrap up. I mean, I appreciate all the answers. You guys really dove in deep from really the origin of Marlon's mirror to your guys' own path. I mean, it's been truly amazing just to hear you guys story uh i wanted to ask uh because the first time i remember really talking with you uh robert was um seeing with break <clears throat> serenity friend of the show and seeing you guys have made some collabs together what was it like working with them well it, that's another no accident story here so i used to live in lake elsinore california from around 2000 and it was very short it was like 2000 and 14 or 13 to 2000 and like just the very tip of 2014. So almost 15. And uh, I don't remember where I was. I mean, like what state of mind I was in, why I did it, what was going on at the time. But I, I, I guess I was living there and I guess I was just trying to find bands to join because I had just gotten out of the military. And so I started doing like musician finders and looking for groups in the area. And then I found Breaking Serenity. Mm -hmm. This was years ago. And I wrote them a message on their their Facebook post saying uh, it was something along the lines of like, do you guys still need a singer? And well, there was no reply back. And and then they replied back like just a few months ago. They're like, sorry for getting back to you 10 years later. (laughs) But uh, it's like we took a little break and now we're back. And I said, well, great. Just going through the old emails. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> like, great. Wonderful. I'm happy. I'm glad you're back. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm in Marlon Mir. I'm happy with my, my boys and I'm happy that they're back. So, I mean, everyone's happy. And then out of nowhere, uh, they messaged me and they said, uh, we like your cinematic stuff. Would you be interested in adding some orchestral stuff or pianos to our music? And I Back to my advice. Yes, 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 yes. Say yes to everything. And uh, so they gave me a song. I started working on it. They really liked it. They gave me another song, worked on that, really liked it. Then they gave me another song. And at this point, I, I have like eight songs that I'm working on with them. So it, uh, I mean, it just, it, it just continues to go and get a joint album. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I just, to me, it's, again, it comes back to the creative process. I want to be a musician and I want, I want to do this for a living and I want to be in the service of others. So they have given me a lot of enjoyment working with them, their music. A lot of the new stuff we're working on gives me that Linkin Park vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some of it there coming out with the new stuff. And I like a lot of the music that they do. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just a general fan of it. And I, I couldn't be more lucky for them to to ask me to help help out with that and uh and that's how you and i connected i mean i I saw their podcast with you and i was like man i I love alvin the way you conduct yourself the the questions you ask because podcasts can be a little nerve-wracking um (laughs) and so i mean you lay down a very professional and relaxing atmosphere that just brings out people's true personalities and I was like, man, I, I, I would love to, to be on Alvin's podcast. Um, 
And it, if it wasn't for them, that this probably wouldn't even be possible. So, you know, opportunities open up when you, when you say yes to people and they, and now Marla Mir, we're all, you know, we're all together in this. And so who knows? I mean, hell, maybe one day breaking serenity, Marla Mir, we can all do a tour together. Who knows? Oh, and to just, that and just to so add, awesome. yeah, yeah. And, and just to add to the magic of all of this, Braxton mentioned earlier, his favorite band is Motionless and White. Mm-hmm. Well, when I lived in California in 2015 through 17, I met a girl uh, at a karaoke bar. I went by myself. Everyone there was singing your regular karaoke uh, music. And I was just a loner. And I'd get up there and do some Lincoln Park and I'd scream. I didn't care if everyone looked at me like that was weird. <laughs> and, this, and this girl came up and she sat next to me and she introduced herself to me. And her name was Crystal. And uh, I told her what I was doing. I, I told her I lived with the actor and, and whatnot. And I asked her if she wanted to go and meet him and meet some of my friends and stuff. And she did. She came and I introduced her. We talked. And uh, then the very next day we met again to go do karaoke. She gave me her CD. It was I can't remember what genre she was pursuing at the time, but I remember that the quality was very good. Well, that was it. She told me she was moving to New York to work on things. And and that, that, that was it. And so skip all the way to like a month and a half ago. Breaking Serenity gives me a song that they're working on. And it has that girl in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, whoa, like I met her like 10 years ago. And it's like, uh, well, not 10 years ago back, but, you know, well, almost 10 years. It's like eight years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, what the hell? It's like, what's the coincidences of that happening? But the thing that goes even further with that is since that meeting with her, she actually went on to being featured with Motionless and White in their music video. Awesome. And and so, and it and it happens to be a song that actually Braxton really likes and has covered before too. Yeah, I, yeah, I covered it. Yeah, and uh, and so we haven't spoken a whole lot, but we have been able to. Me and her have been able to reconnect on social media, and I was able to tag her into Braxton's uh, Facebook video of him singing that song, and and she went in there and, and commented, and so it's just like, yeah. No, that saved my day, man. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just strange how it's like, I met her so long ago. And then this this group that stopped playing, they come back. And then they ask, ask me to feature with them. And then it reconnects me with someone that I met only two days. And she happens to have worked with Braxton's favorite band. And it's like, the brain can't really comprehend it. Yeah. Man. That is awesome. Shout out to you, Crystal. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So where can all my peeps and new audience find you guys on social media and your music? You have Braxton. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Facebook. Uh, you just Marla's Mirror. So again, it's uh, we're the only band out there with that name. So it's pretty easy to find us. Marla's Mirror. That's simple. Um, so you type that in on iTunes, you'll find us. You type that in on Facebook, you'll find us. You type that in on Spotify, you'll find us. Um, same thing with SoundCloud, if that's your, uh, uh, preference, you know, um, just Google it and we're there. Awesome. And I'll make sure there I put a, that in. The there is an EP up already. It's, uh, it was released this year, I believe. Is that right, Braxton? Yeah, it was released back in February. Um, you know, it's got some, it's got some great songs on there. Um, you know, uh, but we do have a new one coming out with some <laughs> new material. Um, and, uh, we're really excited to release that. So. 
Yeah, Evan, it's the it's the EP that made me fall in love with the group. It's the one that made yeah. me want to join. It's got satellites. It's the one I sent you with us. Swear mm-hmm. to God. So all of that is on that EP. So yeah, they can find that now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like I said, I definitely put that in the video for all my peeps and new audience. Because yeah. you guys, I'm telling you, you guys have a message that really needs to, like the world needs to hear it. It's just amazing. So just one last question. I love the in a lot of my interviews lately with uh, gratitude. It's been really just keeping me uh, grounded. And especially with this year has been kind of a <laughs> up and down one for me. So what keeps me grounded is gratitude. Just thinking about things I'm really thankful for and grateful for. So what are three things that you guys are uh, grateful for? And either one of you guys can go first. Uh, I am grateful for my wife. Uh, not just because she's my wife, but because without her, none of, none of this would be happening right now. Uh, I met her through a spiritual movement playing piano and we, she was always there when I would play. And then now we're married and I've lived in Sicily because of her. And if it wasn't for her, I would have not have met my, my good friend, um, Chicho Ocardo, who is, uh, my co-writer my engineer for my cinematic stuff. He, in fact, when I first met him, he didn't want to work with me. He's like, I don't have time, but because she's a veterinarian doctor and she happens to be his pet's veterinarian doctor, he felt obligated to work with me. So because of, because of that, uh, him helping me do that, I was able to then go and do my music video and stuff, which connected me to Marla's mirror. Um, I had a little bit of a low period because cinematic music is very niche and so besides those people i'm writing for it's very hard to get people to listen to it Mm -hmm. my wife made it she made a good point she's like why don't you start singing or making music where you're singing and i was like i don't want to do that um but then marla mirror i was started praying and then marla mirror showed up and i don't have to sing because braxton's the singer and now i get to be a part of something like that with other people again and so i'm Second thing I'm grateful for is Marla's Mirror. It's really maintained sort of my mental health since I've been here. Um, I don't speak Italian. I'm always working. And so it's very hard for me to go hang out with people around here and do things. So I'm always sort of secluded. So you can get a little lonely and depressed. The band always gives me something to focus on. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. And uh I, I guess I would say I'm also thankful for Breaking Serenity because they're doing the exact same thing too. Um, they're giving me music that I really like to hear. And I, I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of just sitting down and, and writing music without it. I'd be a depressed mess. I, I can't function. So I'm thankful for my wife, Marla Mir and Breaking Serenity. Awesome. How about you, Braxton? Um, so uh, I'm thankful for um, my one and only, uh, her name is Constance. Um, she's amazing inspiration to me. Uh, ever since I started the project, she's, uh, been pushing me and listening to every single song that I've ever written since then. And, uh, um, she's just a rock solid support. Uh, I love her very much. She's very special to me. And, uh, my son, uh, he's amazing. He's a great kid. He's 11 years old and I uh, love him very much. Um, and then, uh, of course, Marla's Mirror, you know, and everybody who's associated with that project and everybody who believes in it, um, you know, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to do amazing things. I, I know it. I feel it. 
and uh, and everybody who is you know putting into that, um, all their efforts are going to bear fruit, you right. know, guaranteed. Um, and Alvin, thanks for hosting us today. Um, so it's a it, it really is. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So um, I really do sincerely appreciate it. So thanks a lot. Thankful for you. <laughs> I appreciate Same it. for me. First time for me too. I'm yeah. thankful for both of you guys. You guys are naturals. I'm, I'm actually surprised it's your first time doing this. This is wild. Yeah, I've never done this before. <laughs> awesome, guys. And again, the honor is truly mine having you guys on the show. You know, just how close me and you've gotten Robert and now me and you, Braxton, we definitely get a lot closer to yeah. keeping, um, communications. Definitely got my support and support from my peeps. And I'm excited for the fall to hear your new EP. And I'll definitely go back to listen to some more of the uh, EP you guys just released, too. Because, I mean, you're like I said, I say it a bunch of times. You guys' music, like, it has to be out there. People have to listen to it because it makes me feel some type of way. And like, I was listening to, like I said, swear to God, on, on the way to work, <laughs> on the way back. And it's just, it does something to me. You know, and your music definitely brings that out. And I'm just very honored to have you guys and proud to have you guys on the show. And this is your first really podcast interview. And this won't be the last time. I promise. I'll definitely yeah. love to have you guys back on. Absolutely. I'd love to be back. There's one more person I feel like that we should give a, a gratitude shout out for. Because yeah. we mentioned BJ, we mentioned everyone and everything. But there's a man that's working behind the scenes and he's working harder than you could ever imagine. And that's John. That's our manager. This guy is committed to this band on such a level that like I check on him sometimes, make sure hey man, you, you still alive, bro. You okay. Everything's good. This man has like devoted everything into helping this band. And like, I mean, I, I just, I wanted to give a shout out to that man. He, he He's an amazing great. human being. He is. He's incredible. <laughs> Definitely shout out to you, John. Definitely. Yeah. Keeping this band together and keeping them, you know, going. I mean, that's truly amazing. Yeah, he's he's amazing. <laughs> I have lots to say about him, which I will expand upon in the future. I promise. All right, for our, for our next podcast interview in the future, absolutely, will absolutely. <laughs> Marla's mirror, ladies and gentlemen. All right, thank you, <laughs> thank you guys again. I I swear, I'm so grateful to have you guys on here, and I cannot wait for the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dalvin. No problem, guys.